Now do me a favor, the person on your right and your left, I just want you to shake their hand and just tell them, I know the blessing of the Lord is upon you this day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's upon you this day. It's upon you this day. It's upon you this day. No, you didn't get it. You didn't get it. I need you, I need you to look at another neighbor. Just tell them there's something resting upon you today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to close your eyes and then open them again. But when you open them this time, I want you to look and see something you've never seen before because there is a glow in the house over your life. There's something, I'm not talking about the glare of lights. There's something that is glowing right now. There is a blessing resting upon you and upon those sitting around you. So I want you to close your eyes and when you open it up, I want you to begin to praise God for the revelation of the blessing that is overshadowing you and overshadowing the house. Hallelujah. Go ahead and open him. Just begin to, oh, wait a minute. Thank you, Jesus. There's a Shekinah glory of the Lord. In this place, in this place, the Gospel of Luke chapter 1 has the text for the day. The first part read in your hearing, the second part I want to read in beginning at verse 39. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. 
Blessed is she who believe, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Would you do me a favor? This morning I'm continuing my series of divine disruption. But would you look at someone right now and just tell them now, say, neighbor, when God finishes disrupting your life, there will be a fulfillment of prophecy. That was the wrong neighbor. Get another neighbor. Just tell them there will be a fulfillment of prophecy. You may take your seats in the house of the Lord. I need two or three people that understand what that meant to tell God thank you. Some of you are living lives currently that are not where you want them to be or where you thought you would be at this time. Some of you are living lives now that are the fulfillment of some of the dreams that you had for your life and you have arrived at the destiny of your intended placement. Others of you are in the process of trying to understand what God is doing in your life. It is when you get to the point when you realize your life is not your own that you can begin to see how God wants to use it. The biggest problem with most people is the belief that what they are and who they are belongs to them and that their life is to access the fullness of all that there is so that they can enjoy themselves, not realizing that that is not the destiny for believers. Believers give our lives away, and the intent purpose of a believer's giving his or her life away is so that you can use me. My life is not my own. To you, I belong. I give myself. I give myself away. It is, it is not just the lyrics of the song. It is the way in which those of us who have been called into relationship with God learn to live. We learn to live recognizing that our lives belong to God. And that what we're trying to do is to fill the divine plan and mandate upon our very existence. And our greatest joy is when our master is happy. When we have satisfied the work assigned to our hands and therefore we can celebrate that God is pleased with us. Uh, that's why we sing songs like, what if God is not happy with my praise? What if he is not pleased with the words we say? What if he takes away his love and his spirit from above? What if God is not happy with my praise? The only reason I would care is because my life has been spent in fulfilling divine mandates and not personal missions. And one of the preoccupations of too many people is what has been garnered by selfish motivations so that they don't understand that who they are and what they are doesn't belong to them, but it belongs to God. 
once I get that in my mind, I realize that God is authorized to disrupt my plans at any time. And what I need to do is to be receptive to the disruption and say, not my will, but your will be done. In the case of Mary, Mary is going about her life. She's living her existence. She has been betrothed to Joseph to be his wife. And then she has this theophany experience. She sees the angel of the Lord and the angel of God speaks to her and tells her that God has destined her life to bear fruit. And the fruit that she will bear will be the son of the living God. God has picked her to bless her, to use her. Watch this. God is going to use her. She's blessed not because of anything she will do personally other than give herself completely to God because what's in her is the real blessing for the world. You missed it. Went over your head. Look at somebody now. Say, neighbor. It's not you. It's something in you that God's going to use. It is what it was be in her that God would use to extraordinarily change the world. Here she is. She is standing. She is having a life that is all that and a bag of chips. She's ready to live a great life, but all of a sudden the angel brumps in and abruptly changes the course of her life by telling her that she has conceived and that the Holy Spirit will come upon her and the child she will bear will be called the Son of God. Now, there's a part of this that all of us miss when we read this text. A part of it is that it has been 400 years since there's been any prophetic word in the earth realm. For 400 years, God had not spoken to anyone in Israel. They went through their rituals, they said their prayers, they did all they were supposed to do, but God was not speaking. And now God decides to have a conversation with a virgin and tell her what God is getting ready to do in the earth realm. The first thing I think most of us would have done was fall out. God hasn't spoken and now an angel shows up and the angel is speaking. And it's something about once God gets started and knows that God has an audience, God just won't stop talking. God started speaking to everybody, started talking all around because God was setting in motion the plan that would, would totally change the entire world. Watch where I'm going for a moment. Here she is. She is there and God speaks to her and God speaks about her life and the life she is to have and when God gets finished the ending of the story of the conversation with the angel is strange in that the angel tells her and your cousin Elizabeth is pregnant already and she has been pregnant for now six months and you can look at her and know that God is moving in the earth realm. I, I thought I would just share something with you. I don't believe that the angel told her about Elizabeth simply for confirmation. 
I don't believe the angel told her about Elizabeth simply to have someone to help boost up her faith. Watch this. Because she doesn't need to have faith for what's about to happen. What she needed was acceptance. See, I, I know I'm going to mess your head up in just a moment. You have to remember now, God's already spoken. This will happen. The only thing he needs from her is permission because God will not override the will of human beings. So once she gives acceptance, it's already done. So even the line with God, there's nothing impossible, is superfluous because God is just telling you what God already can do because God's already done it already. Y'all stay with me for a moment. I'm going to mess your head up. So what he said to them was, he says to her, your cousin has already had an experience. She who was called barren is now with child. Now Mary has a knowledge in her mind that this woman is older, and so pregnancy is definitely out of the question. So now I hear she's pregnant, and, but Mary is not going there to see Elizabeth to confirm her own issue. She's going to see Elizabeth because she needs something from Elizabeth as well. What she needs is social support. Walk with me for a moment. If all you do is talk with angels, if all you do is talk with spirits, if all you do is talk to those things that are invisible, at some point, somebody might want to call uh, Brother Green and say if there's a reservation available over there. Never mind, you missed it. <laughs> you, your relationships can't all be spiritual. You need support in your flesh. I know I'm talking to somebody right now. At some point, she needed somebody in flesh, love with skin on, to confirm what was going on. Because I need somebody physical. Oh, it's all right to have a spiritual experience, and that's wonderful. It's all right to feel the anointing, and that's wonderful. But it's so personal and almost esoteric that everybody can't get it. Every now and then, you need to get with somebody else that can speak into your spirit. Okay, y'all missed that. Let me see if I can help you. One of the biggest problems that people have when they become famous, their biggest problem is that they become isolated. And when they become isolated, what happens is they get away from people so much that they don't know who to trust. And when you don't know who to trust, you don't know who to confide in. You don't know who to talk to. You don't know who to be around. But my humanity requires me to have somebody in my life that can speak my language, that knows what I'm going through, that can cry my same tears, that can feel what I'm feeling, that understands compassionately what I'm dealing with. At some point in your life, everybody needs somebody to talk to. You can't do it by yourself. I don't care how smart you are, how many degrees you have, Everybody needs somebody. 
every Mary needs an Elizabeth in her life. Everybody needs somebody. Every Paul needs to have a Timothy to work with and a Timothy needs to have a Paul to give instruction. But Paul, you can't do it by yourself. You need an Ananias to speak into your life. Everybody needs somebody that can speak into your life. You need social support. You so deep you can't talk to nobody. You so deep, you, your, your conversations with God are on such a level, they're unshareable. Let me tell you something. If your conversations are that unshareable, I'm scared of you. Because there may be something that you can vet with another person and talk out and find out where everything that you were thinking you were hearing was not from God. While some of that was of God, some of that was from the flesh. And you have to understand this. Every now and then when God is speaking to you, so too is the devil trying to get in on the same frequency. That's why the scripture teaches out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. Touch somebody, say, neighbor, I need a witness right here. There's an anointing on my life. Okay, okay, okay I know. This is a different kind of Christmas sermon, so let me see if I can work with it for a moment. Here it is, here it is. She gets the word, and Elizabeth is already at the house. The Bible says that Mary makes haste, goes up into the hill country, and goes to see Cousin Liz. She makes haste. What's not in the text? There's no place in the text where she went around and she was trying to disguise that she had had a relationship with God or a voice from God. There's nowhere that she said, I need to hide the fact that I'm pregnant. No, this is not about hiding anything. This is not about running from anybody. I'm not running from anything. I'm running to something. See, when you find out what God is doing and what God wants you to do, you quit running from stuff and you start running to stuff. Preach was I'm trying to. Listen, she was running too. And it, it's interesting that she had to run up to the hill country to get to the place in the area of Judah. And in that place in the Judah area was where she'd find her Y'all missed it, went over your head. I said she went to Judah, in the area of Judah, up in the hill country to go find her cousin Elizabeth. She went up into the hill country, into Judah territory to find Elizabeth. She went up in the hill country, into Judah territory. That she went up into Judah means praise. There's no wonder that they had a chance to give God a praise. They were in the midst of a praise territory. Okay. I see y'all. Y'all going. 
I feel this thing. Here she is. She gets there. And verse, verse 39 says she, she entered into the house. She entered in the house. And all she did was greet her. Now, I don't know. I'm around a lot of Muslims and Jews in our seminary because of that Abrahamic partnership that we have at Harvard Seminary. So I'm kind of used to, when I, when I, when I go in to see my, my Muslim brothers, I'm used to saying salam, I salam alaikum. When I see my Jewish brothers and sisters, I'm used to saying shalom. I don't know what she said. The text doesn't tell us what she said. I just know what the normal greeting happens to be. And I'm not sure how much of a greeting she gave, but if she simply spoke shalom. Those of you that don't speak Hebrew, that means peace. If she simply said peace, what came out of her mouth was words but also it was the projection of her spirit because when she spoke, the anointing came with it to the point that that which was inside of Elizabeth resonated with the anointing and the baby leaped. I want to give you an A and B of this. Two, two things you got to know. First thing you got to know underneath this is when you get around folk, you never just meet people, you meet their spirits. That's the A portion. But the B portion is try to get around folk whose spirits touch yours and make that which is in you leap. I want to be around somebody that's going to make that which is in me leap. And, and she didn't just say the baby leap. She said the baby leap for joy. I want somebody around me that's going to make that which is in me leap for joy. I dare you to give God a praise right there. I need somebody to leave for joy. Okay. Y'all, y'all. Verse 41. This is Luke chapter 1, verse 41. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb and watch what else happened. Not only did the baby leap, but it said and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something. 
That means Mary was walking around with so much anointing on her. Even when she began to speak, folks started getting that which had not rested in the earth realm yet. Because Pentecost hadn't yet happened. But since the Holy Ghost was resting on her when she spoke, Elizabeth got the Holy Spirit on Look at somebody say, neighbor, I got an anointing on my life that'll change your life. It changed me. There's an anointing on my life. Holy Ghost, have your way. call this sensitive sharing because you see everybody can't handle y'all missed it went over your head look at somebody right now just say neighbor everybody can't handle the anointing on your life be sensitive about who you shared with that's just too much power I know I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. I got to get. I woo. Okay. I'm, 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 I feel this thing. But they got something else in here. Because the text says, verse 42, that then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women. And blessed is the fruit of your womb. Wait a minute, stop, hold up. She got loud. Elizabeth just got loud. You know, I got some people in this church who, um, who are sensitive to the fact that some people are a little loud. And I got loud people in this church that are sensitive to the fact that they are loud. And some of them say, Bishop, I'm trying to be quiet and hold my peace. But when the spirit hits me, I just get a little loud. Elizabeth couldn't help herself. When the spirit hit her, she just had to get loud. Look at somebody say, excuse me, I'm about to get loud in here.
Look, look, look. She just had to get loud. But she didn't just get loud for no reason. Because she did something that I need someone to do right now. She began to speak into her spirit. You need somebody that can speak into your spirit. Here's what she said. She said, you're blessed. She says, you're blessed and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And then she said, by what is this that granted me that the mother of the Lord should come to me? What she was saying is, I'm blessed by being in your presence. The Holy Spirit has touched me anew. Not only did he put a child in my womb, but he touched me to the point that he put prophecy on my tongue. And the word of the Lord is, you're blessed. Look at somebody, tell them, neighbor, I got one word for you. You're blessed. Oh, come on, you need to tell somebody else. I got a word for you. You're blessed. What you're carrying is blessed. Those around you are blessed. Your household is blessed. Your finances are blessed. Your family is blessed. Everything you touch is blessed. You're blessed. Go ahead and give him a praise. 